Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. I hope you're having a great day. Welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi a better place to live, work, and play. And as we've done the last few days, we're focusing just a little bit more, as you know, on the coronavirus situation. And my hope for all of you is that you're continuing to focus on what you can do to protect your family and that so far you're all doing well. And um, as we go forward with the show, we're going to continually focus with each of our guests on what the impact is and how do we, what does it look like when we get on the other side of this so we can preserve the jobs and get the economy rolling again and all the things that we need to do. There's a lot to think about. There's about, we're going to think about jobs and the, the, the stress on the healthcare system and the stress on the nonprofit community and the stress on leadership. But we've been here before. We faced disasters before the bp oil spill the, you know hurricane katrina many other hurricanes we're resilient people that's one of the reasons this is such a special place to live work and play and i can assure you even though this is a different kind of a storm we've uh, we've faced storms before and as i've repeatedly said we will get on the other side of this we're having actually a really good and timely conversation today with with clay williams we're going to have a Coast View session with my old friend Clay Williams, who is one of the young people of the storm, actually. He falls in that category with Joe Cloyd and Brian Sanderson and Ashley Edwards. Uh, there are others that we'll be talking to, but he has a key role as the executive director for the Gulfport Biloxi International Airport. And he's been on an interesting journey that took him from Mississippi State to Harvard to working for Trent Light and a lot of points in between. I can't wait to, to share with you his journey. And then he's got some up-to-date information about the impact on the air, airport and the airlines as we are, as we are facing it today. Um, so without any further ado, welcome to the studio, Clay. Glad to be with you, Ricky. It's good to see you again, yeah, buddy. Well, thank you for having me. Man, I mean, I think of back. It's been since, you know, we, we knew each other before the storm. Certainly, we got to know each other better right after the storm. This is Hurricane Katrina. But, uh, you know, 15 years have gone by. Wow. You still look young, though. Well, we try. <laughs> <laughs> I ask you, how old were you when you were working for Trent Light? And you were 30, about 30, right? Yeah, after Hurricane Katrina, I was 30 years old. And, and uh, my wife and I had been back here for about three years living on the Gulf Coast. Mm-hmm. We had been in Washington prior to that. And, mm-hmm. and uh, once the hurricane hit, we were in uh, recovery mode. Uh, and it was a great position to have at the time because you were really able to help and we were actually able to take the lead of so many of our, our mentors there. So if you think about uh, the likes of, 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 of you and, and Jerry St. Pay and George Slowell and other leaders and our, our, our statewide officials that were on the ground, we were just pleased to be able to play a part in that and help with various efforts. I look um, forward to hearing more of that story. Yeah. And it, it's, uh, it's really fascinating, and I'm really thrilled that you landed in the position that you're in today. So the coronavirus has a lot of unknowns still attached to it. You know, we still are, are, are making sure that we flatten the curve, you know, the, by doing this social distancing. We're trying to keep the curve from being steep, where we're passing it from person to person rapidly so we don't overwhelm our health care system. And so, frankly, if families pay attention closely and learn what they need to learn, they can may, maybe pass through this without actually getting the, the coronavirus. So, you know, a lot of energy is around that. But 
A lot of economic development people that I'm talking to, they're still sort of, they're operating from a position of strength because they've worked in a position where they've been very aggressive to help Coastal Mississippi over all these years. So when you think about the public-private alignment that they have now, they're in a good position to assess the situation once we get on the other side to say, okay, what has closures done to us? What does this mean to us economically? And how do we get back on our feet again and back on path, actually, to this bigger vision they had about making Coastal Mississippi so viable for the for the long term? In the case of the airport, though, I'd like to like cover right off the bat. Sure. In the case of the airport, you guys have had some immediate impacts for a good reason because of this whole social distancing thing. So what's what's the current thinking? What, how has this impacted the airport? How has this impacted um, the, the airlines that you're doing business with? Well, the travel industry as a whole has been dramatically impacted by the uh, spread of the coronavirus. So you mentioned social distancing and having to, to remain apart from your neighbor. You mentioned, you know, the uncertain time of, of air travel. So if you think about it and you, you go back uh, when the uh, virus was first introduced, you had travel bans from Asia. You know, we've seen travel bans from Europe. Uh, we now are looking at reduced uh, capacity uh, being implemented by the various carriers across the United States. So, so the different measures have been underway over the last couple of months, but it's really in here in South Mississippi and in particular in the United States has hit its peak over the last week and a half. Mm-hmm. So, so really, if, if you think about it, let's, let's take a step back. If you look at Gulfport Bluxy Airport, we had a fabulous month in the month of February. We were up 20% uh, in terms of our traffic over over the February of 2019, so it was it was significant. And what were the what was the segments of that? You know, like business, consumer. How, how do you work that out? Sure. So yeah. if you if you really think about the economic drivers in South Mississippi, what drives air travel? There are really two major sectors. One is the defense industry. Obviously, it's the military travel being driven by Keesler Air Force Base, the Naval Construction Battalion, it's defense contractors, it's Ingalls Shipbuilding, who's really our largest corporate utilizer at the airport. It's the uh, the associated defense contractors and federal contractors at Stennis Space Center. So that whole segment of our economy drives air travel, as does the casino gaming industry. So that's another significant piece of the business at, at the airport. So February was a really good month. It was a great month for us. And if you really look the last three years and think about where we've been, so Take a step back. When you go to the economic recession that we had, you look what followed the economic recession. You had mega merger after mega merger in the airline industry. So you had this constant consolidation and reduction in capacity. And so that hit the airport and it hit small airports in particular. So we've had to see some... uh, we have seen some growth trends since then, and if you really look um, at the last three years, we saw 7% growth year over year. If you were looking at um, 17, uh, in 18, we saw 11% growth, and then this past year, we saw a 6% increase. And then, as I just mentioned, in February, we were up 20%. Wow. So, you ease into March, and March, you know, the first few days, you kind of see normal traffic patterns but as the as the reports of additional cases of coronavirus hit the uh, news media you start to see a pullback mm-hmm. and then what we've seen just in the last week you've got the military who have uh, 
you know, halted all travel until May the 11th, I believe is the date. You've got large corporations that have pulled back on their travel. And then the most recent news yesterday with our casino resorts closing, right there alone, that's a, that's a huge driver of traffic into the Gulfport Biloxi Airport. But a lot of people, Ricky, don't realize that approximately 25% of the air travel at Gulfport Biloxi International are charters. And so you have a few casinos in the market, in particular one that's driving 23% of that traffic, and then you have another that's driving another 2% of that. And and if you look, those uh, entities closed their doors yesterday for an indefinite period of time. Mm -hmm. So today actually are the last charter flights operating to and from the airport. So there's a 25% reduction right off the bat. And the the thing is that, you know, I I shared a a story earlier in the week from the Washington Post. It was an analysis of the different types of approaches from quarantine to significant social distancing. And social distancing is the one tool we have that can flatten the curve and hopefully hopefully get us over the hump rapidly so we can get on the other side of this. And so hopefully this is a case of short-term pain for long-term gain as opposed to this thing really stretching out and all of the general populace eventually having to deal with it in one one respect or another, but uh, but you you know you're, you if you look at your your silver your uh, crystal ball, the there's really no way to know how long the impact will be for you. It, it really depends on. What, what it looks like on the other side and when that is, right? It's, it's unclear at this time, but I, as, you, as you mentioned, if people will follow the guidance, I think it helps for a more rapid recovery. So yes. one of the things that we were talking about in, in recent weeks was, you know, we've, we implemented when the coronavirus um, spread started, we implemented enhanced sanitation and cleaning procedures at the airport. So we were looking at those high traffic areas, your escalator handrails and your elevator buttons and your your stair rails and that sort of thing, making sure that those were cleaned and sanitized and done on a more frequent basis. So Mm -hmm. we were looking at that. We were talking to our tenants and other um, passengers that were going to be flying. Look at the CDC guidance. Mm-hmm. Cover your cover your nose when you cough, when mm-hmm. you sneeze. Wash mm-hmm. your hands with more frequency and mm-hmm. regularity. And so those were some things that we were doing, all the while kind of watching what the what trends were that were occurring with the carrier. So if you think about, um, I mean, the, the you know, when you talk about reduced traffic, then it affects all the ancillary support from from rental cars to the, the people unloading the airplanes, absolutely, and uh, and everything in between. Uh, so it's just pretty dramatic. So why don't we do this? We're gonna let's let's close out the segment on Corona when we come back from the break, okay. and then I want to kind of retrace trace your steps sure. because you're you have a you have a unique path yeah. that brought you here, in this current role, and I think sure. it's, it could be an inspiration to other young people who okay. who are looking for you know sort of what their path might be. Right. So anyway, this is Clay Williams, the executive director for the Gulfport Biloxi International Airport, and we'll continue the conversation after this break. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. A Supertalk Mississippi media production.